Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Let's talk a little bit about the Secure Act 2.0. Obviously, the stuff that was put in place in the beginning of 2020, we've talked about some of those things before. Uh, But they're looking at maybe doing an amendment and adding some things to it that actually look pretty like it's pretty plausible that these things are going to go through. So let's go over some of the provisions and how they could be important. And we'll start with the RMD factor. They already kicked this up once, right? They got rid of that pesky 70 and a half, moved us to 72. Well, now they're pondering 75. What do you think about this? Wow. Um, Yeah, that's it help a lot of people. But the people it helps are the people that when Congress passes laws, they intend not to want to help those people. (laughs) think about it so moving it up all that does is that stops um people that uh have a lot of money from taking a lot of money out and paying tax on it right because rmd stands for required minimum distribution this is the minimum amount you have to take out of there okay and if all you're taking is the minimum amount that signals to me that you don't need it because you're only complying with the federal law sure which you know you have to do it's a hefty penalty right there's a chris rock famous comedian says that's what minimum wage means it means i'd pay you less but i can't it's against the law Mm -hmm. (laughs) so minimum distribution that's what it is so if somebody at 70 and a half or 72 only is taking out the minimum they're only taking out to comply with that so now move up to 75 they have three more years of growth on that money before they got to take out anything so it's only behooving the people that have other means or don't don't necessarily need it. Maybe you you know live way below your means and you're living on Social Security and pension just fine. You don't want to take any money out of your account. So what I see this as is everything has kind of a, a alternative meaning to it when it comes to stuff that Congress passes. So if they're going to limit the amount that reduce the amount that you have to take out of your account, what happens to your account? Well, it grows, right? And who do you pass that to? Well, you pass it to your children. Now, with the SECURE Act would pass last time, your children have to pull it out within 10 years of your death. So what does that do? It creates more tax revenue on them, which generates more for the government. So you kind of kind of look at things through a lens of, why is the government doing this? Well, put more money in the hands of people in higher tax brackets, and they have to enforce them to pull it out. That's what this would do. Yeah, so. it'll make a nicer... Uh, I mean, it's, it is interesting, because people will say, well, Eric, the government needs so much money right now. Why would they push this back? They're just delaying you know, them getting this money, but it's also raising the total value, right? Correct, because the tax bracket that, your, let's say, your parents are in is going to be lower than yours, because think about when your parents pass. You know, you're in typically your 50s, maybe, your highest earning years. And all of a sudden, you get all of this tax-deferred money plopped in you that you're forced to pull out within 10 years. Right. Well, you're going to pay more tax than your parents are paying. And that, so, that leads to the conversation if we have a tax increase and so on and so forth. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there it's 
they don't they don't they're not altruistic right they don't just do things no. out of the goodness of their heart no. uh, they're gonna do some things that I think are helpful and that can be helpful to some people but it can also be problematic for others it's all about your situation and your plan right right so that's kind of how that's going to factor in so that's something that's on the uh, the, the table there is to extend the secure act or the RMDs excuse me from 72 to 75 now this other one this next one here I'll see what you think about this one as well employers could auto enroll people into 401k. So basically, if you have a, at least 10 employees, you would be you know, mandated to automatically put people in a 401k program. So this could be pretty interesting. I think this could be great for a lot of younger people who may not get off of the uh, off the starting block there to start saving for retirement, but it may not be necessarily something that affects uh, you know older folks like a lot of our demographic. No, but it is actually, I, I kind of support this one because- yeah. Most Americans are very unprepared for retirement because they haven't taken advantage of this. Yeah, Uh, because it's something right now you have to choose to give up some money to put in the 401k. If you're auto-enrolled, all of a sudden people tend to spend what hits their account. And when it's electronic funds transfer into your bank account Mm -hmm. or deposit, you see that number. Oh, I got this money. I can go spend it. Yeah, if you didn't see it, you didn't spend it. Can't spend it. Right. Yeah. So if they see this stuff, uh, if this stuff comes out automatically because you have to prepare for retirement. So the government is saying we want employers to auto-enroll people so they have some money in retirement so they're not so dependent on the government in retirement. So it just helps. It's it's helpful. It's like that medicine that you're supposed to take. You taste awful, but <laughs> it helps you. You know, or that right, yeah. wisdom that your grandparents are trying to push down to you. It's not good, but, you know, it works for you. This is what that one is. You know, auto-enrolling people would be, I th- would be helpful in getting people to start thinking about their future, not so much about the we have very short attention spans as Americans. Oh yeah, and think well, about the, in now, the world, think yeah, about down the road, getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, so currently, you know, we opt, obviously we opt in, right? When we want to participate in the four hundred one k, this would be an automatic thing, and you would go the opposite way. If you did not, then you would have to opt out. So that kind of puts it back on you to either choose to make that decision or just let it ride and start saving for retirement. So yeah, I think that's good. this could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Catch up contributions. They are talking about maybe extending this. Again, this I think could be a good one as well. The new law might, although the numbers are weird, to allow us to do, um, I think take it up to 10,000, I think was what I saw uh, at the age of 62. So uh, what is it, like 6,500 now? Catch up contributions, and they might move right. that up to 10,000. But why wait till 62? Why not just say at 50 when they the normal catch up contributions kick in? Why not just go ahead and just raise the limits and leave it there to make it easier? Uh, the only thing I can think of is um, they want people to add a little bit more to kind of get them out the door. Um, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the whole it's- thing about retirement is to make room for new employees, right? So if the government's saying, hey, we'll allow you to put a little more money in uh, between 62 and 64, getting you ready for that golden age of 65. So a little which milestone is, moment, I guess, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, put a little okay. more money in, and then you it's easier for you then to make that transition at 65, go on to Medicare, retirement's easy because you got okay. the health care taken care of. So, What do you think about the idea of, of adding more to it? I mean, I think it could be useful. I mean, it's only a couple of years, but every little bit could help for some folks, right? Yeah, I think the, the across the board, they should be able to put more money into their 401ks. Um, I think they should be raised across whoever wants to do it, you know, yeah, and true. raise them up from where they are right now. The thing is, what it does, that benefits higher wage earners, and um, which, you know, if a higher wage earner is deferring the tax now, it's going to come out sometime and be 100% taxable, whatever it gets, like a hot potato. 
So allowing people to save as much as they want, you know, you always have to put some limits on it, but they could raise them all up a little bit and uh, be great. Mm -hmm. Because the more you can save for retirement, the better your retirement is. There you go. Exactly. All right. Uh, How about this one? This one, I think, actually has some positives as well. Matching funds on student loan payoffs. Uh, so instead of just paying, you know, the government just bailing everybody out, many uh, young workers have obviously have these big student loans. And so I guess under this provision would be if you have a large loan and you're making these payments, let's say it's costing you $500 a month or whatever, and your company offers it, they would go ahead and do a matching contribution to your 401k so that you're not doing both, right? You're not trying to pay down your school debt and try to save for retirement. So at least this way, I think the skin in the game still stays. Right. Then you have a more incentive to pay off your loans and not default on them because you are getting this. Because you're getting the match. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Now, right. I don't think that this is not going to be mandatory, but you know, a lot of companies, I think, would jump on this as a, as a great benefits package. Yeah, because the two things that benefit an investor is a lot of time or a lot of money. So if you're younger, you know, you can put in a little bit, you know, $25 a week even, compound that over 30, 40, 50 years, it could be a huge amount down the road. So getting something in there. But this all goes back to a mentor of mine by the name of David Bach. You know, what he always stated was that when you think about all the bills that you're paying in life, you know, you're paying rent, utilities, your cell phone bill, car insurance, your payback of your student loans, all those people that you're paying back diligently – you need to be in front of all of them. Your future self needs to be there. So you need to contribute. I know it hurts, but you got to put in at least the amount to get the match and make your student loan payments. You got to find some way to do that, whether that's changing lifestyle or something like that. But you have to put your future self in line in before all those other people because they're benefiting from your diligence of paying them. Your future self needs to benefit from that too. So I do like this, that uh, something, but you also need to take bull by the horns on your own and free up some money in your lifestyle to be able to put away for your retirement. Yeah, no, I agree with you there for sure. Uh, final one here on Secure Act 2.0 potential. And they, again, folks, these are potential. None of this is through yet, uh, but they have some you know pretty good likelihood there. So you could, uh, this is kind of a little weird, but you can basically find old 401ks more easily. This kind of feels like the government saying, hey, let's track down some more of this money uh, that we might want for you know tax incentives. But basically they're talking about possibly a national database, kind of a lost and found of old retirement accounts. Hmm. Well, I mean, they have that in certain states now. I mean, Iowa's got the Great Iowa Treasure Hunt. If you go to that website, put in your name, it'll show you if there's money that's that's held for you. Okay, so maybe they're looking um, at a national level then. Yeah, yeah. It's probably for pensions more than 401ks because 401ks, the employee has a lot of uh, interaction with that. They're getting statements from that. Pensions, they don't, right? So if you had a pension benefit, let's say, and then they... they um, took that away or they reorganized or what have you, you might still be entitled to some of that benefit, but you don't know unless they send you something. So 401ks, I've, most people don't have a 401k they don't know about. It's kind of odd if they did. Uh, because you have to enroll in it, right? You have to choose to be in it. So you know you're putting money right. in something. Well, if there's a certain limit, though, right, and you've left one behind, you've forgotten. I mean, I've done it. I left one behind years ago, totally forgot about it. But at some point, they, they liquidated it because it was too low, right? And yeah, they, they paid to the state. Yeah. They can't find you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe it's yeah, kind of pulling that in. And this one, again, feels a little bit, they're kind of putting it out there saying, hey, we're going to help you in case you've got some stuff out there, make it easier to find and access. Uh, to get a hold of that, but it also is like, well, then we can also find about out about it and get the taxes collected on it. Because <laughs> if it was, was it under like ten grand or something, and they're going to liquidate it, I think somewhere somewhere in there. I think they're under five. As a five? five, okay, yeah. So, but either way, that's still tax revenue, right? Right, absolutely. And then there's also the government knowing what you have, right? National database, they know. Oh, you got these plans and those plans. Oh, no, that's plans. a good point. 
Everything's tied to your social security number, right? Like George Orwell said back in the day. Very true. Um, Mm-hmm. So, so the, overall, I was going to say, what do you think about some of these changes? I like some of them. You know, it's it's you expect there to be some rules to play by, then they don't update the rules. But the NFL even does that every year, right? They come up with new <laughs> rules. Right. So it seems like they're doing that, like the NFL. So, you know, you think, okay, the game was played this way for so long, and all of a sudden there's this little bit of tweak here and a little bit of tweak there and a little bit of tweak there. I, sometimes it, it muddies the waters a little bit. Um, I think the last secure act that they did – was okay. Um, I don't like the change that they took away the stretch IRA for, yeah, for kids. That was, um, that was a that was a big one. That was a because we touted that for a long time about hey you know name your kids as beneficiaries because they have an option to take it out over a lifetime. You have a high wage earning kid. That's what they're going to want to do. Mm-hmm. They took that away. So I'm not a big fan of that. So you know if they improve, fine. But keep going to the drive. If we're going to have this every couple of years. It's going to be challenging for people to do planning if all of a sudden the rules change every couple of years. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.